2: This episode of the Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.
3: Degens, spring is almost here. It means you need to bust out the cargo shorts and emerge from your winter hibernation. But before you do that, make sure your balls are ready for action. Do that by using all the fine products over at manscaped.com. They offer precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped obsesses over their technological developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Trusted by over 2 million men worldwide, we can get their gear in your hands with 20% off plus free shipping with the code ABSOLUTEDJ. Your balls will thank you.
0: Absolute sports betting degeneracy.
3: Hey, everybody. Arch here, and it is Thursday, an hour late. So we're talking UFC with James and Mason. What's going on, James?
2: I'm going all uh, good, thank you. How about yourself, mate?
3: Uh, not too bad. Not too bad at all. Mason, how about you? How are you holding up?
4: I'm doing good, man. Glad to be back.
3: As I said, we're an hour late. James, you want to tell us why?
2: I'm I'm so confused. (laughs) I have no idea what is going on right now. I don't know. I was just... Wait, is this my fault that we're an hour late? No,
3: well, in a manner of speaking, you were born in the wrong continent, I should say. Uh, (laughs) Apparently, America and England have different dates when they do daylight savings time.
2: Oh, Oh, okay, I'll get you now. That's why we're an hour
3: late. See, they don't know we're an hour late. These two knuckleheads think we're right on time, but we're not. We're an hour late. (laughs)
2: Okay, no, I completely get you now. Um, No, we've not got our schedule for, I can't remember when I was next, it's next month or so, but I completely, it literally went through the back of my head. I I had no idea what you were on about. (laughs) We're an hour later, we're an hour later. I was looking at my watch like, mate, have you been drinking at like nine in the morning or something? Not today. (laughs) Today, maybe tomorrow.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Tomorrow, most, most assuredly. Let's get to it. We don't have a whole lot of time, so we're going to be tight, we're going to be fast, and we're going to make some money. James, where are we going to make some money first?
2: Yeah, I'm going to try and not ramble on like I usually do, so we're going to go straight into it with the main event between Derek Brunson and Kevin Holland. In all honesty, I mean, in recent weeks, the cards have tended to have got a lot worse since the um, the pay-per-view fight. Oh, I mean, you were all complaining about Edwards. And then you can know we're looking at uh, Brunson versus Holland. I mean, it's not the finest of cards on paper, but... Obviously, Brunson is coming off of that win over Edmund Shabazian, whereby you look at Brunson, predominantly he's like a well-known wrestler, but he showed a lot of his striking credentials in that fight with Edmund Shabazian. And I was very impressed with his power. Uh, Brunson is an explosive fighter with that knockout power but we haven't really seen it up until lately against Shabazian. He has that tricky southpaw stance with a boxing, a reasonably comfortable boxing background. He's also a Division II wrestler, and that's when he's had most of his success in the UFC so far. So it's fair to say he knows his way around the canvas a little bit, and he's become a lot more confident with his takedown attempts. He wants to be the aggressor and control proceedings early on, control the pace, and then wear his opponent down. Whereas you look at Kevin Holland, He's been on an absolute tear recently. He's obviously fought five times last year, one all five, and he's coming off of a win over a legend in Jacoé Souza. Uh-huh. And he himself is a bit of a hard hitter. He's a lengthy athletic fighter with a, a great inch over reach advantage over... Uh, Brunson, he's got an impressive stand-up ability, he's light on his feet but he's always constantly moving, not giving his opponent an easy target, he's got a reasonably polished boxing skills with quick hands, good footwork and enough power to to end the proceedings, so all in all this main event should be good, um, there's certainly value in both fighters and picking both fighters because of Brunson's recent success over Shabazzian, but personally I've got to back uh, Kevin Holland on this one, just with the amount, you know, his his confidence is skyrocketed Mm -hmm. right now. He's five in his last five fights, so I'm going to go for Kevin Holland, finish in the third round.
4: Yeah, I agree with James on this one, but I've got a different round. I I think he's going to get it done early, Kevin. I'm going to go Kevin via first round. I just think how he's been in recent fights is going to pay off again. And I've seen recent interviews with him, and he's saying he does not want to be in there for 25 minutes. And I truly believe he's going to be able to get Brunson out in the first couple of minutes. So I'm going for a Kevin Holland first-round
3: knockout. Knockout. James, you're at TKO as well? Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah there's James, no, um, chance,
3: no chance of a submission, right?
2: Not on uh, Holland's behalf. <laughs> okay.
3: Uh, let's see holland's minus 173 so i'm hard pressed to disagree with you guys i i think he probably wins the fight but that's a lot of money to throw down uh, <laughs> i'm gonna lean this one with you guys i'll lean this way but i'm not gonna bet the, the main event i hate to be a wet blanket <laughs> i mean i think holland does win but i think the value play is brunson so gun to my head if i had to place a bet i'd throw a little bit on brunson the plus 150 for the payout mm. but- uh, yeah, I just don't know that he can get it done. I think I fear you guys are probably right on the money here. All right, Mason, what have you got up next for us?
4: Next, I've got the co-main event between Gregor Gillespie and Brad Riddell. This one, really looking forward to with Gregor Gillespie. It could go either of two ways. Obviously, he's not fought since the loss to Kevin Lee at Two Four Four back in 2019. So is Ringrus going to p- play a factor in this one? I don't know as we've heard in recent shows i'm not a big advocate on ring rust i don't think it exists as much as people make it out to but this one i I see this being good for gregor gillespie to be honest obviously brad riddell he's only had one defeat same as gregor gillespie but this one i've got a feeling it's going to go gregor's way his ground game is going to be too much for brad i think As we've seen with Brad, he's he's a very good striker. He's got the kickboxing background as well, same as the guys like Israel Adesanya. But this on, I think the ground game is going to play the main factor in this fight for Gregor. With a prediction, I'm going to go for a Gregor Gillespie, I'll say third-round submission.
3: Third-round submission. All right, James, are you on board?
2: Um, I'm on board for Gillespie, but I'm going to go by decision. I don't think Gillespie's going to take too many risks in this fight. I think he want to get the fight to the floor early on and just sort of control proceedings and not sort of make any mistake with uh, Riddell and his sort of kickboxing and striking background. He'll capitalise on any mistakes. So I think Gregor, with that ring rust, is going to be careful and precise in his movement and his skill and his takedown. So I'm going to go by decision, but a uh, comfortable decision in Gillespie's favour. Yeah,
3: look at this. Man, I, I can't disagree. Gregor's minus 247 right now. That's up from minus 193. So it looks like everybody in the world's betting him. I think he wins the fight, but minus 247 for me is a little too much to pay for the straight money line. I'll have to hunt down the, the value there and, and see what kind of money you're getting for the decision and submission. So I, that's probably the play. I'm not sure which one, <laughs> one of those two. <laughs> but I, it looks like Gregor's going to win the fight. Uh, James, what have you got up?
2: Uh, I've got Tai Vasa versus Harry Hunsucker next, which is, um. you look at Tai Vasa's name, I mean, that man is a real entertainer, both inside and outside of the cage. And he's, he's still a fairly broad talent, but the talent is undeniable. And for a big man, Tai Vasa does move Really, really quickly, and you know those attributes add together for a whole bunch of power. And he's a real knockout artist, and he's got some real tricks up his sleeve, including some flying knees, some low kicks, and some nasty elbows. And I like to tie, tie to Evaz every time he steps foot inside the cage. I think he's been a bit unfortunate in recent times, coming off the, the losses to the big, to the bigger names in the heavyweight division. I think. This is the perfect fight for him to regain some of that confidence like he had early on in his career because I still don't think he's ready for the top contenders. And you've got Harry Hunter Kobe making his debut on short notice as uh Dante Al Myers was forced to withdraw, I think it was, you know, a couple of days ago. And you know why <laughs> where I stand with people standing stepping in on short notice. I tend to lean towards the guy who's had the more preparation time, and Hunsucker prefers to wrestle his opponents and sort of look up that submission. But I'll be honest with you, I think Tai Vasa takes it completely. I think he will knock the living daylights like out of Harry Hunsucker. This is a this is a real comfortable, favorable matchup for Tai Uvasa because Harry he has to make his UFC debut, and he's fought nowhere near the high level caliber compared to Tai Uvasa. So to keep it short and sweet. Tied to Boss in the first round by knockout. knockout.
4: Yeah, James is hit on the head there. I was going to say the exact same thing. Obviously, Harry Hunsucker is coming in on short notice and. Against a guy like Tai Tuvasa, you can't be taking short notice fights like this. I don't think it's going to end well for him. And like James said, I'm agreeing with a first round knockout.
3: Yeah, two of us is going to win in the fight. <laughs> uh, he's minus 350 right now as it sits. So, geez, he's a massive favorite. Uh, Harry's plus 275. I don't have the prop bets listed for this one at all, I would be shocked if a TKO, if you just straight bet tie to win by TKO, if that gets you much of a plus line, if a plus line at all. I, I still think you're probably going to eat a little chuck. Man, oh man, this looks, this looks to be bad. Um, I'm definitely leaning Ty to Avasa minus the 350. If we can find some value, I'm going to bet the TKO too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator
2: Yeah, it's me next.
4: The last last one on my card is um, Grant Dawson and Leonardo Santos. Um, I like this fight just because, obviously, both guys, great fighters. Leonardo Santos fought has fought twice recently, I think, against Stevie Ray and last year against Bogatov, where that wasn't the best of fights because the guy was throwing illegal strikes left, right and centre. But for them two fights, he had, I think, a two-and-a-half-year layoff. And... I'm looking forward to seeing him back in the cage, but no disrespect to Santos. He's coming up against a guy that I'm a big fan of in Grant Dawson. He's Grant's over training at Glory MMA with James Krause. What we've seen recently, he's doing great things with the guys in the UFC. and Grant, Grant I've got a real good feeling that this is going to be a fight that he's just going to take by storm. I think the ground game of him is going to be too much for Santos. He's got very, very good submissions. I don't think he will submit Santos though. I think it's going to be a dominant 15 minutes on Grant's behalf. So to keep it short and sweet, I've got Grant Dawson via
3: decision. All right. James, what about you?
2: Yeah, I can see Grant Dawson getting a comfortable decision for it to hear. He's the, the moderate favourite, say the least, for a reason. Um, you look at Leonardo Santos, he's 41 years of age. I think he's coming towards the end of his career. And his last fight was seven months ago. And I just, um, I'm leaning towards Grant Dawson, but I a comfortable decision on this one. I think he has all the credentials to pose a real problem for Leonardo Santos wherever the fight goes.
3: All right. Man, I know you're, you're right. <laughs> Everything you said is absolutely right. But I do think there's value here in backing Santos here. Uh, he's plus 165. Dawson's minus 194. I'm not so sure it's, it's going to be the massacre that you guys are maybe anticipating or the one-sidedness. I'm going to throw a little bit of money. I'm going to take Santos plus 165. I think he's got more than a 37% chance to win the fight. I, I think it's more like 60-40. So I, this is a, not a, a confident bet, but I'm going to throw a little bit of money on Santos here. Plus 165 to shock everybody.
4: Well, after your bets <laughs> this year, Arch, I can't say we are ones to disagree with you.
3: Well, this will be the one. This will be the one that gets canceled, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got to find out do. Yeah, well, which fight I like the most, and that'll be the one that gets canceled. That's for sure. Indeed.
2: All right. What's up next? Um, the final fight I got, I believe, is JP Buys versus Bruno Silva. And again, Bruno Silva, he's been a bit unlucky in recent times. He's come off of uh, two defeats against uh, David Dvorak, who is you know, a talent in his own right in the flight division. He's destined for big things in the UFC, in my opinion, and to gear uh, Ulubekov, who again has all the potential to succeed in that division. You look at JP Buys; he's on the absolute tear right now. Uh, he's won his last five fights. He'll be making his UFC debut. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how well he does considering it's his UFC debut. He's coming off of that brilliant guillotine choke over Jacob Silver on his uh, Contender Series debut. and. When you look at the fight, I, I think it's going to be a lot closer than uh, people mm. sort of anticipate. I think I've seen a couple of people uh, think that JP is going to absolutely cruise this decision. But I've also seen, you know, people say it's a bit of a pick and fight. And I, I kind of agree in a way. Uh, if Silver can land, you know, his dangerous calf kicks early and offer enough resistance in the grappling to sort of tax buys his gas tank and cause a lot of trouble, uh, trouble. Then maybe we'll see uh, Santos get, a, um, not uh, Silva. Sorry, get the victory on this one. But I've got to favour Buys on this one, only slightly though. I think Silva's kicks will leave him vulnerable and susceptible to those takedowns, and he'll have a lot more trouble getting out from underneath Buys than he did against uh, Ulibekov. In the end, I just think uh, JP Buys will drag him to the mat early, and sort of lean towards a decision victory in this one. So I'm going to go for a JP Buys via unanimous decision. There you go. Mason, are you on this one at all?
4: Um, yeah, I, I agree with what James has said, but I I reckon JP Baez is going to finish the fight in the third round, to be honest. I think what James said is right, but I think towards the end of the third, JP Baez is going to be too much too much pressure for Silver, and I think he's going to get the TKO finish.
3: Are you going to bet this one, or are you just going to lean um, that way?
4: I'll bet this one. Oh, Why okay,
3: got gotcha you in. All right. No, I agree with you guys a hundred percent. Except maybe I'm a little stronger. I think J.P. Buys is going to win the fight. I, I don't know that Bruno Silva is going to give him much of a of a matchup here. I I look at this and I I think J.P. Buys wins the fight. He's minus one forty four money line. I have no problem betting that. I'm just going to bet the minus one forty four that J.P. Buys wins. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll hunt hunt down the decision TKO. See which what pays better. But I think he wins this fight almost seven out of ten times. Yeah. Is that it for you, James? Nothing else? That's all for me, mate. Mason, you're good? That's it for myself as well, I'm going to pick your brain on two other fights then real quick. Uh, First off, I want to talk about Trevin Trevin Giles versus Roman Dolit? Dolit? I don't know how you say it. Yeah, whatever. The next one one is French, so I'm going to fuck that one up too. Uh, (laughs) In this fight, Roman is minus 129. When I ran the numbers, it certainly looks like Roman has a pretty dominant chance to win. I like him an awful lot here. Is there any reason I shouldn't?
4: Um, I, I, would, I wouldn't I disagree with that because obviously he's undefeated and his fights have been very dominant as I've seen so far. He's coming off the decision win and He's got multiple finishes to his name. So I wouldn't disagree with you on that one.
2: No, James? With uh, Delizzi's cutting down, I just, with both fighters in a way, we haven't really seen them get the best of their ability. You know, they've got a lot of potential behind them and they just haven't shown it in the Octagon so far, but how will that weight cut affect Roman because he's dropping down from 205 and Trevin Giles, I mean, he's a, killer in his own right but i think roman is a slight favorite and i'll have to agree with the odds makers in this one i'm leaning towards ronan uh, roman on this one i think he'll get it done by a finish he'll be probably be like a late second round early third round but this one is a real close one all
3: right well i'm gonna bet it then i'm gonna bet roman minus the 129 just to win the fight i don't think that's too much of an uh an ask and let's hope that mm-hmm. weight cut doesn't uh <laughs> doesn't fuck us over all right <laughs> I got to ask about this one. Marion Renal versus Macy Chason. Chaison? I don't know how the French say it. <laughs> uh, Macy looks to be like, uh, just Macy looks like she's going to absolutely dominate Marion here. Uh, she's minus 213. I actually have her winning more uh, or enough times when they face up to actually bet her. I'm not sure I want to. What do you think? Macy, can she take down Marion?
2: Oh yeah, easily. I think (laughs) with no disrespect for Marion, she's not on the best of runs right now. She's Again, it's like uh, Santos earlier. She's coming towards the end of her career. I think she's 43 years of age. She's lost her last three against Raquel Pennington, Yana uh, Kunitskaya and Katzengano. So I've got to lean towards Macy via, like sheer destruction on this one. I think it's just going to be... I don't think Macy will get the finish, but I think the height and the reach advantage will pay dividends for Macy and she'll cruise to a comfortable decision victory on this one. There you
3: go. Macy? Yeah, I'm
4: backing the same there, I think. She's just giving me too much for her and a dominant decision. is definitely on the cards, in my opinion,
3: all right, well, there you go, so yeah, I'm betting Macy minus the two thirteen to win the fight. uh, Macy by decisions plus one twenty though so if you you like that pick and you like James's thought process, there it is, plus one twenty. oh boy, that was it. rapid fire u f c on a card that I don't know how would you describe it? Trying to hook um, up with girls and the bartender just said last call and <laughs> now you gotta look around and find someone <laughs> to hook up with.
4: Spend <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it lightly one. there, watch. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one.
3: Yeah. who boy. So you guys are still doing Sports Sash, correct? Indeed we are. All right, Sports Sash podcast, link in the description. Any names coming up we should be aware of?
4: Um, not any names in particular, but there's a couple people I'm waiting on dates to confirm with.
3: Oh, very good. So we'll keep an eye on that. That'll be exciting. All right. Anything else we need to touch on, James?
2: No, that's all for me, mate. And to be honest with you, we'll just get this, you know, crap fest this weekend over and done with and look forward to next weekend, which is uh – UFC, another paper bout between Francis Ngannou and Sipin Mujic, and um, Alex Volkanovsky versus Ryan Ortega, which will be an absolute banger in its own right, so let's get this weekend over and done with, and then we can look forward to next week's show. But all that's right.
3: all from me. I'm looking forward to it, man, and we'll figure out the schedule before next uh, Thursday. We'll get that <laughs> hammered
2: out. Let's hope the clocks don't change again. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's it. Go home. Take care, man. Cheers, man.
0: Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.
3: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger.